Cheers. Don't know what Weiss is. Where have you been? I'm not done with Rosé. Okay, it's been a rough week with, like, how I feel about things. Do we talk about the election now? Or I have a Dr. Dre thing. I'm not taking sides. They're both idiots. You park in my driveway, you might as well have killed my dog. I don't know what that means, but you're going to get it. You got it the wrong way around, honey. You're You're the the problem. problem. I'm a detective. I can't trust any of these bitches anymore. Mm -mm. No, it's my butt. Sushi. Mm. She's like a cockroach. She is, but she's only a cockroach in Dubai. I got some gazungas. Cheers. Cheers. Listen, here's the thing. First of all, okay, no, continue. I'm not making this up. Uh, I don't think we can. I don't think we should. Piece of garbage. You're the problem. Do not sound bite that. I'm married to a Jewish man. This is Wigs and Wives. I'm going to lose my resolutions for I know, 2016. I have been sitting there for three weeks. <laughs> Maybe this is why I get nothing done. <laughs> it's because even when you're making fun of your resolutions, they stay. <laughs> they, they just sit here. They stay wherever they are. Didn't lose 10 pounds, but I've gained three in the last four, months, four weeks. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> What's up, guys? Um, welcome, welcome to, to Wigs and Weiss. Oh my god, we're, we're so in tune with one another. We really are. You guys have no idea. Here, you pour yourself. I'm so afraid. Do you okay. need your... Oh, it's right there. What's that? I didn't know you had your computer out. I was I like, do you need your out. computer? I'm going to I'm gonna adjust my microphone. Listeners at home, I apologize if this sounds... Not too bad. Not too bad. I'm going to um, scooch my booch. Welcome to another week as the apocalypse nears. Is it on us? I think, it's, I think it's straight up on us. I don't think Ellen is in a fire yet. I expected more fire, but maybe that's like a basic uh, understanding of what the apocalypse is going to be. Right. Yeah. But it feels like there'd be a little bit by now. Actually, now that I say that, as I was driving up here, a fire truck pulled past us and stopped a house like maybe 10 doors oh. down from you. Well, there so, we go. It might be happening, as, happening we, right as we record. And isn't UC Berkeley like on fire as we speak? I didn't know about that. Well, because of your boy Milo. Oh, Milo. Are they lighting fires there or just like... No, there's a huge protest. Oh, God. Good. We're going to talk about that little bitch. Yeah. Even though the whole thing... Anyway, we'll get to that. Um, so we're here. So we're here. I just popped my cork. My Literally. literal cork. Literal cork. So let's pop our figure. <laughs> figurative corks. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? um, I will say first and foremost, though, because we have to remember to do this. This week we are drinking Trader Joe's Coastal Merlot. Only the finest. It's a 2013 from the Central Coast, and I had this last week, Mm -hmm. and it's very lovely. Well, thank you for bringing it. Because you know how I feel about the Trader Joe's wines. You, You don't. Usually like them. No. No, You love them. I really like them. I think that, like, someone told me that they're just, like... A variation on a really nice varietal, like that's a leftover well, grapes. From yeah, a place. they 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 buy they buy bear or grapes from like well known good wineries, and they make their own wine. She's nice. That's the yeah. shit. She's four fifty. You know what? But no. you know, it's it's the two buck chuck. That's it's not. Well, no, I had two buck chuck Sauvignon Blanc too. Mm-hmm. Not terrible in a spritzer. Okay, well, you left out in a spritzer until I kind of gave you a little shade. Well, so. In a spritzer. In a spritzer, sure. With, with the Dasani pineapple. Listen, Carlo Rossi, oh, that's a straight up like mixed drink, <laughs> what you just so described. Good. Carlo Rossi with some like sparkling, tasty water would be delicious. Well, 
No could, shade on Carlo. Thank you for getting me through my 20s. I don't think I know Carlo. Maybe Carlo we should. Rossi, the giant jugs oh, that you yes, see yes, like, yes, yes, on the yes. bottom shelf in Ralph. That would be, I mean, it, it will be a recipe for a hangover. But someday when we don't both have to work the next mm-hmm. day, we should crack out our college drinks and drink them during That's one of easy, our That's easy because I only made it through a semester. <laughs> high school. <laughs> I didn't drink in high school. Oh, you're so cute. I don't know why. I mean, I know why I, I drank didn't. Straight I drank straight up Bud Light in high school. I want to go back and I want to find Boone's. Did you ever drink Boone's? There was a picture of me sitting outside my dorm room with like a hand-rolled cigarette in my tongue in a bottle of Boone's Farm because oh. I am a classy, classy woman <laughs> well, who don't need no college education. <laughs> well, maybe we'll do that when we don't have to worry about a hangover That sounds next good. Time. We could okay. do it next week because I'm off next week. Yeah, freedom, freedom. Anyway. Let's, so pop, our let's corks. pop our corks. Do you want to start? I'll start. Okay. I'm going to start most depressing and go to least depressed. No. Last week you started happy and went most more depressing. So maybe you should flip it up and see what feels better. Okay. That's so we're going to talk about Emmett Till. Do you know who Emmett Till mm. was? I do. So Emmett Till. But maybe other people. Um, if you do not know, you will get learned right now. He was a 14-year-old who was... Um, he, he was it's basically horrible. beaten to death and like horribly beaten. I mean, um, not that there's a good way to be beaten to death, but hor- I mean, like horrifically, yes. he was 14 years old. He was accused by a white woman whose name was, where's the thing? Uh, her name was Carolyn Bryant. She accused him of whistling at her in, um, I should have written down the year before I started talking about it, but in, uh, 1955. Yes. In Mississippi, which we all know is where a lot of horrible things happen, especially during this time, uh, she accused him of whistling at her. He was horrifically beaten to death. I think he, no, he wasn't dragged behind a truck. Another, yeah. another man who was killed around the same time was. Um, but he was 14 year olds beaten to death horribly. Carolyn Bryant just came out this week and said that she made it all up. Well, guess what, Carolyn? <laughs> She made it all up, and a 14-year-old child was killed because she told, like, her brother and his friends. How old is this bitch now? That's a good question. Um, I would have to look. Well, let's maybe find her. I'm sure she's... Somebody posted, like... Is she maybe what's senile? The, what's the statute Just of to... limitations? Um, because this bitch should be charged regardless of her age. Um, Carolyn Bryant made public in 2017. She dis- disclosed that she had fabricated most the most sensational part of her testimony. In other words, she made up the whistle. Well, that, if that's the most like insulting <laughs> he thing, whistled at her. Like, there's other stuff. I mean, he was there, and um, and he was black and black. So there we so, go. So I mean, I'm kind of in the right. Listen, still, right? he was alive in black, and that made me angry. Maybe she's senile to- now. Let's like. Let's make sure we know what we're... Is she just like... I mean, she can't be young. She's not like... No. I mean, she was old enough to accuse somebody of that in 1955. So she's got to be... She's got to be, you know, pretty long in the tooth. Whatever. Whatever. She doesn't deserve our attention. But Emmett Till, um, it's a very sad story. It is. 
apparently it's not much. I mean, there's it's not much better these days. There are oh. plenty of young black men that are killed every day. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. <laughs> Getting off on a happy yeah, on foot. On a happy foot. What let about me, you, let me, let me take it to a... Um, actually, all of my shit tonight is... Um, if you have serious stuff, you can lean in on it because my shit is so unimportant. But oh, good. Good, we need good, the good. unimportant. Um, I saw Split last okay. weekend. Okay. I've already and, had spoiled for me, so... Well, it's... I I hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, really couldn't stop talking about how much I hated it for a good hour afterwards, which I think, well, I think it kind of wore on my poor husband for a little bit because he was like, all right. (laughs) Relax. What did he think of it? He didn't like it either. Okay, that's good. But I really, really didn't like it. And it, it, the, the, like, the heart of why I hated it. Well, actually, this, I don't want to lose track here. Um, Your husband saw it last week and he, he said to me last week, oh, I saw Split. And I immediately went into, I'm very much, we are different in our spoiler thing. I said, do not, do not, do not, do not. And I could see something in his eyes, not in the moment, but looking back. Mm-hmm. That was like, I want to say something to you. And he didn't. And when we, we texted afterwards and he said, I wanted to tell you. And I said, I know you didn't. I know I told you not to. And it did hit me, even in that moment, even knowing how I feel now, I still think spoiled is a bad idea because I am, I had to go through this experience myself to feel this feeling. And because I felt this feeling, M. Night Shyamalan will never get another fucking penny from me again. So help me God. But wouldn't it be better if he didn't get those pennies? No, because then I still would have been curious again. This is the breaking point Shyamalan movie for me. This is like, I have seen multiple of his movies in the theater and he has fucked me over time and time again and this time we are done but josh didn't hate it well we'll talk about that with him later but for me right here (laughs) and right now i think spoiled is going to be a bad idea but people don't even know what spoiled is so maybe you can throw it out to the audience and let them respond now i don't give a fuck if they don't well there you go there we go (laughs) okay what spoiled is going to be is that i'm going to talk about something that i either hated or i think I would hate without Yeah, there's it. the thing. And then I'm going to talk about it after it's already been spoiled for me and potentially and spoil it for you guys. And I think the argument is, is just should Lindsay have had to have seen this film or TV show before she can spoil it? And my vote is for yes. And I think even if it is I a segment in the show. I just don't want to waste my show, time. <laughs> I think even <laughs> if it is a segment in the show that we should timestamp it for the audience and so that they can know how long it goes on and have the option. Yeah. This, is a de- this is a democracy, Donald. This podcast I'm trying to get used to fascism, so <laughs> so you're just gonna slip right in. Yeah, All right, I'm so I'm I'm uh, I'm making a coup in wigs and wise. There is so much I want to talk about with this movie, but if you would like to come and have that discussion with me one on one, we will do that. But man, if I can just advise you, if nothing else, stay the fuck away from Split. The bummer is James McAvoy is such a tasty treat and in so many different ways. Is great in it. Great. Well, that's good. But he is a great part of a terrible fucking movie. Okay. All right. And this is this is as He's least this is as least fired up as I'm going to be tonight. I have things to discuss. Wow. Tonight. He, Paul's got things to say. This country is li- almost literally on fire. Yeah, it's a it's a big old mess. And I have a cup of wine. Well, it's not wine. It's red wine. It's a little chilly in LA right now. Um, <laughs> by chilly, I mean it's like 50 degrees. Yeah. Okay, so March for Life. Can we talk about the March for Life? I do not know about it, so tell me. Okay, so the March for Life has happened for 44 years, and it is for pro-life people to march on Washington. 
um, and As talk is about their right. It is their right. <laughs> it's their right to feel the, the way that they do. I, far be it from me to tell them how to live their lives. If you don't want to get an abortion, don't get an abortion. It's pretty that it's that simple. Yep. Um, anyway, so the March for Life was happening in Washington uh, last last Friday, I do believe. And, you know, I love to look at a hashtag on Twitter and just see what these trolls are saying. And a lot of it from the, the far right wing supporters is, you know, CNN and CNBC and all these people are not going to cover the March for Life the way that they did the Women's March because they only care about liberal snowflakes and yada, yada, yada. And they, they're, you can't trust the media, all this stuff, all the things that people say when tyranny is starting to become um, the norm when you try to take away the free press. Anyway. So uh, the the March for Life happened, and there were thousands of people there. It was it was big. Was it as big as the Women's March? <laughs> no, the Women's March had millions of people around the world marching for a cause, and that was against Donald Trump. I read somewhere that the, that the National Mall actually sunk. It actually like the the depression into the National Mall could be registered by how many people were at the Women's March. No, that was probably from the inauguration. Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> That's too. That's it. You know, there was already so much pressure from the inauguration <laughs> that the Women's March was just like, and, it, and you know, it was just like so many fat women too. Yeah, so oh, that, that's you, why. You, wow. You, are you right for Breitbart now? I do. I do. I just got a job. I'm finally a writer, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all she had to do was sell out. Yeah. Who knew? I just had to sell my soul and yeah. tell Steve and tell Steve Bannon he does not look like a troll. Well, like as like he's guarding a bridge. <laughs> so um to me, like so many people will say this whole who's is bigger when it comes to crowds is so like petty. And to an extent I agree with that. But I also feel like it's important for me to know whose crowds are bigger because to me that says there are more people in our country that are progressive and believe in other people's rights and are down with continuing on the road that we've been going on for a long time, for a while. Um, so, guys, the reason your march was not covered as much was because it was not a worldwide phenomenon. And keep living your life, keep having your beliefs, but don't think the media is out to get you. You had a good turnout, but not like ours, girl. Ours was bigger. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. Um, well, again, in keeping up with the tradition of you talking about things that matter and me not, Johnny Depp is yes, on the please. tip of I, my tongue I today. I love a Depp story. So Johnny Depp um, has recently sued his managers. He claims that they collected $28 million from him in contingent fees that he Jesus. never agreed to. Um, they didn't file his taxes on time. They well, that's ridiculous if that's the case. Well, if they're taking $28 million from him, I would hope they get his taxes in right. by April or get the extension. Um, failed to keep proper books and loaned nearly $10 million of his money to third parties without authorization. Now, a lot of this I'm like, something tells me, and I'm like, Johnny Depp doesn't even know when taxes are due. No. Like, he probably just has so much money that he can afford to just like let someone take it and go with it. And that's what happens in a lot of these cases is they take your money and, and they, they fucking run yeah. with it. But if you're not going to be there holding your Target receipts and like making sure they're, you know, claimed, then I, you're going to ask for a little trouble. I would love to think that Johnny Depp buys all of his <laughs> shitty leather bracelets at Target. <laughs> and then tries to write them off yes, too. Yes. It's a business expense. It's um, my vibe, man. This is well, what I look like. The managers have responded by saying in a countersuit, um, I'm sorry, not a countersuit, a cross complaint, 
that Depp lived an ultra-extravagant lifestyle that often knowingly cost Depp in excess of $2 million per month to <gasps> maintain. Shut your mouth. Well, let's talk about some of the things yes, she please. likes to enjoy. Um, some of the things he uh, claims are um, $75 million spent on 14 different residences. 14? 14. There are, there are not 14 places that I would like to live. <laughs> There's just not. You're right. I could get to like eight. Eight, maybe. Yeah. And even Five, then, definitely. And even then, I feel like I would be like, guys, I'm not in um, Rio this weekend. I hope you can enjoy the place. Like, whoever Facebooks me first gets it. Get in there. And you know these places stand empty probably all the time. For sure. 18 million spent on one yacht. And then this is the best. A yacht? Yeah. Because <laughs> she does not go for the Trader Joe's Coastal. She spends $30,000 a month on wine. You know that he is drunk all the time. All the There's time. There's no, like, you see him on the red carpet, he's got some wine to eat. And you know that he can't taste any of it anymore. No. Like he the, smokes, he, like, oh, packs and packs of cigarettes Which a is day. probably why he, like, spends, because he thinks he's getting, like, but, like, he can't taste it. You no. could swap anything out with him and he would know. But my favorite thing about this that they came forward, they were like, we already got you, but we're going to include this, too. That he apparently spent $3 million to create a... Specially made cannon to blast the ashes of Hunter S. Thompson over Aspen, Colorado. He I mean, made, that's kind of worth he it. He made a $3 million cannon. Oh, wait, no. I'm sorry. I thought you said like 300000 I didn't... For some... My brain did not register once you three, said cannon. A $3 million cannon to blast the ashes. <gasps> and how much do you just wish like you were there for that and like it didn't go off or something? Right? It just was like... Poof. Joe, you said the cannon was perfectly up and running. This is a $3 million cannon. My boy's in that cannon. And now he's like all over the place. God damn it. Our Johnny Depp is really, really good. good. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is worse? Like, what do you think smells worse? Ugh. Johnny Depp's breath <laughs> oh, or Johnny Depp's like just body? I'm going to say that Johnny Depp's like body is Awful. It must just like his armpits. Oh my god! You know he hasn't worn real deodorant in twenty years, probably. No, he's like of the mind that he's like naturally scented. Yeah, like his pheromones, or if he covers it up with anything, he's not gonna be as sexy as he could be. And if anything, he takes like a handful of arugula and like shoves it <laughs> right up his armpit before he's he leaves. Like, no, in the it works. It works. It works. So anyway, Johnny Depp living large, but uh, man, he must be unhappy. I wonder what he's worth right now. I can find out. Google that shit, and I will talk about the Starbucks boycott. Is it Starbucks boycott? There's a new one. Oh, Remember that red cup one that everybody lost their minds uh, about? I thought you meant like we have to boycott Starbucks. Oh, no, no, no. We can keep sipping on that. I prefer their iced coffee because it tastes better. But Johnny Depp's current net worth is $400 million. Jesus. She can do whatever she likes with she her She can wine. do whatever she likes. So, um... Starbucks needs to be boycotted because not by us, by tiny, tiny minded people. Um, They've said that they will hire 10,000 refugees, which is a very nice thing. (laughs) And Starbucks employs, I would guess, millions of people around the globe. For sure. You know? So 10,000 is really a small, teeny, tiny bit of their employee base. Yep. But of course... 
Trump supporters came out and were like, well, we're going to boycott Starbucks because they're not hiring Americans before refugees. Honey, they probably are. They're still hiring I Americans. The thing. And they're will, a great company to work for. I will touch on this with Milo, too, because it's that argument that, like, if they do something for one group, they're taking away from me. Right. Like, that thought process is just like, there is so much to go around you guys. Like, if you go to the store and you, like, happen to see that a black family got a loaf of bread, that doesn't mean that there's 30 more loaves not there for you, exactly. too. Like, you will You're be gonna fine. You're going to get bread. Yeah. And you're really lucky that you always get bread. You've always gotten bread. You've always gotten bread. And that's why they're so scared to lose it because they've never gone without. But anyway. So um, the funny thing with the Red Cup boycott back back last year was that Starbucks got a tremendous amount of free publicity. They went viral. Yeah. And people like me who maybe don't go to Starbucks very often were like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go get myself a red cup and I'm going to enjoy it. So it completely backfired. And I hope this one does the same thing. Me too. Yeah. That's awesome. I think that's great that they're doing that. And yeah. Good for them. Good. Good on you, Starbucks. I've always liked Starbucks. I have my, I, I used to spend a lot more at Starbucks. I don't as much lately, but their app is fantastic. You get like points and shit. Really? Mm-hmm. They never spell my name right on the cup. I want to quick talk about Jason Hoppy, and if you don't know who Jason Hoppy is, I don't. Congratulations! <laughs> but he's Bethany Frankel's ex-husband. Oh, okay. And he was the star of The Real Housewives of New York, right? With her as they courted, and then Bethany getting married, and Bethany ever after, where they explored their fairy tale romance that was falling apart on camera. Um, they've been divorced. Oh no, I'm sorry. They've been separated for. Years and they cannot finalize this divorce to save their lives. Do they have kids? They have one kid. Okay. And Bethany, as you know, is responsible for the skinny girl Mm -hmm. margarita line. So there's money that came to her, obviously by virtue of the Real Housewives of New York, and he was instrumental during that time, I think, in a way, as a viewer, as someone who kind of like humanized her a little bit because mm-hmm. she was a little bit of a pill until, and she always, she she is kind of, and that's part of her charm. But when he came into the show, she became like lovable. She did a show, I mean, the show was called Bethany Ever After and mm-hmm. all this like fairy tale stuff, which was at the same time as Skinny Girl. So you can't deny that that didn't have some impact in right. why Skinny Girl blew up when it did. And I think that's been one of the breaking points during the divorce is that he wants his share and she not giving it up. Um, but it has gotten very, very ugly. And today he was arrested Ooh. for, and I want to make sure I get the quote right here. It's a really good one. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Ooh, la. Now that was, was right. I'm going to try to edit that out. Um, outside of their daughter's school, I will destroy you. Wait, yeah. he said that? Yeah, he, he yelled that at Bethany. Um, Why were they both picking her up? I, I mean, that's what always... I mean, it's not right. really like they're always... Yeah, I yeah. guess so. Um, and uh, a- according to the complaint that was then filed afterwards, or um, no, this is based on an incident that happened prior, um, Hoppy approached Bethany and her boyfriend at the time saying, there's nothing you can do to stop me. You'll be sorry. You've been warned. Okay. She's pure evil. Wow. So she now has a restraining order against him, which is also probably the right thing to do. Um and I don't really know if I have too many thoughts about this, except to say reality TV ruins everything for everyone. That is true. And if you're interested in being on reality TV, let me say 
as someone who's helped people get on reality TV, don't, don't. do it. <laughs> just leave it at that. Just you, don't. You know, if if you feel like what's going to bring you fulfillment is putting all your bullshit out for everyone to see and judge, don't. don't. <laughs> Paint a picture, write in your journal, post on Facebook if you Take must. Take up tennis. You know what? Learn to knit. Ride a horse. Or feed a cow. Or feed the hungry. Yeah. There you go. No one's going to like your reality <laughs> show. I'm just going to say it. No one's going to like your... You you think this is the show? We do this all the time. Nobody's going to like it. Except we're going to talk about The Bachelor in like 20 minutes. So. Yeah, but that's not, that's not somebody that's like sitting at home. Right. No, you're right. That's not come into my life. Right. This is I'll bring my life to you for exactly. three weeks and you can tear me apart for three weeks. And, but then then, and you'll never remember me again. Unless I do a spinoff and then that's on me again. Exactly. Anyway, don't do it. Don't do it. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> so very quickly, I just want to mention Trial Balloon for a Coup. Have you read it? No. It is an article that was written by Yonata Zunger. You, I'm sorry, Yonatan Zunger. I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. Um, it was posted on Medium. And it is absolutely 120 million percent terrifying. He's basically saying that Steve Bannon has been put in a place that he can form a coup within our government and they're like, he will be unstoppable and we will be in either a totalitarian regime or a fascist regime, pretty much just things that'll keep you awake at night. So how long do we have before this happens? That's what I want to know. Well, what he was saying was basically the, um, the Muslim ban was their, Trial shot. balloon for a coup to oh, see what okay. they can get rid- get away with, um, and luckily people are watching Trump very closely, and there were a lot of protests. People are calling their senators; they're getting involved. So all we can do is continue to be involved with our political process, and we will, and we will. So that's if you haven't read it, I definitely recommend it. Trial balloon for a coup. It's on Medium. You can Google trial balloon for a coup. It was. Um, Trending on Twitter, which is how I found it. So many people were reading it all at once that it became a trending topic. Not even a hashtag. Wow. Because it was being mentioned so much. So it is very conspiracy theory, but you know what? Worst case scenario. Just know it. It's worst yeah. case. Like it's, it's, it is a conspiracy theory and it's never going to happen, but you might as well be mindful of it and Absolutely. keep your eyes peeled. Absolutely. Yeah, and we won't know if it comes true or not until we're in that moment. We are in uncertain times, y'all. Yes, we are. Um, Speaking of Winona Ryder. Yes. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Uncertain as to what's going on in her little pill bag because something is making those faces. And dear darling, um, the the little curly-haired kid from... Needful th- Stranger Things. Needful, Needful things. things. That's the Stephen King movie. <laughs> Stranger Things came out to defend her. Oh, good for him. And he said, I think it's just that she couldn't hear what David was saying. <laughs> he added that the cast didn't have any ill will toward Ryder after and was just happy to be together. Like, that's beautiful. It's that's very such sweet. a sweet kid. Sorry, honey. Not true. She's on something and 
it's whatever it is, it's working. Cause it's like, she was just like, there were butterflies around her. She seemed very happy. It was like, she had seen the BR guest sequence from beauty and the beast mm-hmm. before we have. And she yeah. was just watching it live on stage. And she's like, you guys are not going to believe this when you see it, but it's it is be so great. Like the candelabra is right behind Helen Mirren right now. And it is glorious. And, and did you know that Emma Thompson <laughs> is Mrs. Potts? <laughs> I didn't know. I had I heard that. I still I had heard I, that. Like, I forget where I heard that. I heard yeah, it like no, maybe seven times in a row it's on so this podcast weird. I listened to. Hmm. Anyway, we'll never figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it's registered. <laughs> um, did you see the brilliance that was the person that pe- put the slice of pizza mm-hmm. <laughs> into her making faces? Yes. It's like. I watched that. My coworker showed it to me today. And in the back of my mind, I was like, isn't it nice that we can still laugh? (laughs) (laughs) We still have the capability of laughter. It's like, it's a sliver of hope in all this. But when it, when it glows, it's like, it's real. It's it's like E.T.'s heart. Exactly. We think it's dying, but all we need is something to light it up again. We need some Reese's Pieces. We need more Winona Ryder in our lives. (laughs) She is our Reese's Pieces. (laughs) Yes. Um, So I have... I have one more, which is good because you have one more too, right? I think I could I could go from my thing into yeah, you go. Okay, you so go, girl. Let's bring. I wanted back. I wanted to leave y'all from this segment on a light note, and that is um, Rob Lowe's um, ad for a new personal assistant. I have not heard this. Okay, great. So TMZ reported that they got. Excuse me, I was itching my nose. They got their hands on the ad for what is allegedly Rob Lowe's personal assistant. Great. Um, it's going to pay 70K, which isn't bad. It's more than I make as a fucking assistant. Yeah, that's not you bad. Know? It's not bad. I'm just worried. I like, it would be a 24-hour 24 24 job, hour though. Job, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Um, so it, it is probably bad. And these are the first seven things that were listed. I'm so excited right now. Never assume anything. Number <laughs> one. Number two, ensure the client is fed and has coffee throughout the day. That's not so bad. I, I mean, would love it if somebody called me around and had coffee you. all day. Why is it on you to thing. keep the, the thing fed? It's yes. not like a sloth. Get your own goddamn coffee and also... Not even get your own. Like, yes, bring it and make sure it's there. But for me, I hear that and I hear make sure that he eats it, make right. sure that she drinks right. like... Because he might not. He might not see the cup when you put it down. Schedule haircuts every episode for the client. You need a haircut once a week? I would love a haircut once a week. Really? Uh, yeah, I would love a haircut once a week. All right. Well, maybe that's not so bad. And also, But also, couldn't you just do, okay, Rob's going to have a haircut every Tuesday. Yeah, that's... Well, I, maybe they're just saying it's on you to make... To okay. schedule That it. one's not my least favorite. I mean, that's not my most... Yeah. Ensure that the client... Ha- and this is in all caps. I don't know if TMZ did this or if this is how it stands... Ensure that the client has a dinner plan if arriving home later than 8 p.m. in the evening. Okay. It's not... I'm okay with that. But also, it seems like dinner plan, like, does he not want to eat alone? I thought... I read that more as, like, if... Because he'll take care of dinner, most likely, if he's... If he... Right. If, if he, he gets if he, home at, like, 7. You're right. But sometimes he gets home at 8, and all of a sudden, he's hungry, and there isn't something. So you right. have to make sure that... Okay. I'm okay with that. That sounds too bad. Okay. Make sure you let estate staff know that if client wants jacuzzi turned on or massage ordered for his arrival, he dear has, Lord. I want, I want, I want. He has an estate staff. I want his life. 
This Willing so to nice. travel on location as requested and serve as clients, body man. Body, body man. man. Body man, body man. I think that just means you're like with him on all his the person. time. And this is just weird. Able to lift up to 25 <laughs> pounds as required to support the client. It's like, Rob, you're ripped. If you can't lift 25 he pounds. He does not lift things that are not, his trainer doesn't tell him to. That's true. He but might need a manicure. It's honestly not that atrocious of a I expect it a little crazier, but at the same time, it speaks to, I think, like the absurdity of being. Like there, everything on that list is not something that any human necessarily really needs. needs. But nobody but should man. need an assistant either. Right. Well, except for the president of the United States or. I would love. Like a weekly helper. But you don't need it no. well, is what no. I'm saying. Yeah, no one needs it. I mean, I would love an assistant. Mostly just so we could like oh, talk or I could tell them not to talk to me if I need <laughs> to. <laughs> like, I still feel like... Tammy, I love you. Please stop talking. I still feel like that should be an option on Lyft. We're not talking about Uber anymore. We're only talking about Lyft. Delete. Hashtag delete Uber, Hashtag guys. delete. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's like as you order the Lyft or the Uber, it's like, don't talk to me. They have that in France. Do they? It's called, I think it's called like blah, blah or blah. So you can, you can choose if you're blah, which means no talking, blah, blah, a little talking or blah, blah, blah. That's too much. That's, it should be one or the other. I'm sorry. That's way too specific. Like <laughs> that's insulting to the I, driver. You know what? I'm. It's either don't talk or talk. But to say like, but if I say don't talk, can I come in and be like, hey, how no, are you? No, if you are in such a mood, like, because it's only happened to me a handful of times that I'm like, I, it's one o'clock in the morning at the airport. Do not talk to me. If I'm feeling that in my like not talking feelings, then it's good for you to know because I'm probably going to be like a bitch. But it's not like I don't know. I kind of would like to talk about like, but I don't have to be in a bitchy latest. mood to not want to talk. Sometimes I'm just like, no, I don't. I don't want to have to keep conversation going with a stranger. That's kind of the same thing. Are you just saying that I'm in a constant state of bitchiness? I think that when you are in that place, you're, if you're not in like... Oh, I'm bitchy all the time. No, you're not bitchy all the time. But when when do you want to talk to the Uber driver? For me, it's like when I've I'm had like two drinks. Yes, exactly. So you're in a good mood. You're like, let's chat. Otherwise, you're probably like, I'm just going over here. But I think that I am usually in blah, blah. I think that I am usually like, hey, how are you? Have you had a good night? That's great. Now I'm going to sit back, look at my phone... Listen to the jams you're playing, and that's going to be that. But I don't want to just get in the car and be like, "I think blah blah." Do your is, job. I think blah blah is a recipe for disaster. I think it's setting people up for like, well, she just talked to me, so she's probably going to want me to ask something back. And the minute he does, you're like, "I said blah blah, not blah blah blah, blah 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 blah." No, I disagree. <laughs> I think we have a different take on blah blah. Blah blah blah. Meanwhile, we should fast- keep in mind during the blah blah segment of this show if we hear the crinkle because I just scratched my beard <gasps> against the mic when I said blah blah. Maybe. We know we have a crinkle, you guys. Yeah, we're trying to figure we out We think the it might be my scratchy beard. Well, that definitely caused something. Do you a want lot more? Of, a lot of ladies to lose their uh, oh, God. inhibitions. Oh, please so, stop. boom. Oh, that <laughs> never should be a thing. So let me um, finish my popped cork. And get us into Troll Patrol, if that works for you. I have 60 seconds of Scorched Earth. Oh, 60 seconds of Scorched Earth. Okay. Um, Let's do that. But we can do Troll Patrol first. Here's what I'll do. I'm going to tease Troll Patrol, and then we'll come back to it. Isn't that interesting? Yes. Um, So this is my last popped cork, but it is also going, as I mentioned, venture into Troll Patrol. Because here is, Troll Patrol is becoming its own thing, I think, for me, where like... 
I really am enjoying finding people who are clearly only here to instigate. Yes. We talked about this. Like you are only here to cause a reaction. Yes. The things that you say, like say what you want about liberal snowflakes or whatever. Sometimes I write reviews where I am happy about something and I make sure that compliments are given Absolutely. because I think it benefits a business. These people that we talk about are here to burn things down and mm-hmm. to destroy things. Yes. And one of the greatest examples of that is a man by the name of Milo Yannanopoulos. I'm totally butchering his last name and I don't even want to learn what it is. But in Troll Patrol, we will dissect exactly what pisses me off about this master troll. And by the way, he was booked at UC Berkeley tonight. Ironically or not ironically, terribly planned on the first day of Black History Month. He's a white supremacist. No, hap- you can't call him a white supremacist. It doesn't fucking We'll get matter. into that, Lindsay. Okay. But the liberal snowflakes. We, we freak out about everything, but you can't call Milo a white supremacist. Yeah, it hurts his feelings. Yeah, um, why would you book somebody like that at, one, at probably one of the most progressive universities in one of the most progressive states in the nation on the first day of Black History Month and expect things to go hunky-dory? Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. We'll see what how it pans out tomorrow. Um, but anyway, so poor planning. Um, so sixty seconds of scorcher. Do you want to go first? I'll go first. All right, three, two, one. Sixty seconds of scorched earth. Can we please talk about drums? Trump's Black History Month speech. And more specifically, it became abundantly clear that the only black person he knows is Ben Carson. What's? Oh, I'm. Oh, Katie's calling. I'm so car- sorry, Katie. I'm <laughs> declining right now. I'm, let's add 10 seconds. Anyway. Wait. Let's... Three, two, one. 60 seconds of scorched earth. Okay, we're going to talk about Trump's Black History Month speech. One thing is clear. One of two black people that he knows is Ben Carson. The other one is Omarosa. We can only assume because they've been in the same room together. What's unclear is if he knows who Frederick Douglass was and if he is indeed dead and has been for, I think, 120 years. Um, so what he said about Frederick Douglass and his mumble jumble speech that made zero sense anyway was Frederick Douglass is an example of somebody who's done an amazing job and is being recognized more and more, I noticed. Now, if we were to break that down grammatically, it would make no sense. If we would break it down historically, it would make no sense. So, of course, people were scratching their heads and asked his secretary of um, whatever the fuck it is, (laughs) Sean Spicer's reaction. And this is what he said. Well, I think there was contributions. There was contributions. That is what he said that he has made. And I think... I'm going to finish this, and I think through a lot of the actions and statements that he is going to make, I think the contributions of Frederick Douglass will become more and more. They do not know who he is. They do not know that he has been dead for many years, and this is insane. <laughs> they do. I don't think that they don't. No. They, I think that somebody was like, hey, Donald, yeah, just wing it. Um, maybe you should mention like Ben Carson, obviously, because you're working with right. him. Um, I know that guy. And you know what? Talk about the bus. Talk about the the MLK bus that the liberal fuck, oh, yeah. fuckers yeah, they told said you. I took the statue exactly. Out. I Talk about that. that. Really Somebody hit that else hard. Did that. They did hit that. that really hard. Yep. And then you know, just yep. like throw out some other names like Frederick Douglass, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that is what he did. He's like Frederick Douglass. Yeah, great guy. He's done a lot of things. 
He's talked about him in the present tense, which means he does not know that he is dead. No. I went way over my 60 seconds, but... You did, but it was necessary. On this, the first day of Black History Month, we tip our hats, we pour our drinks out to Frederick Douglass, who was an abolitionist. Abol, abol, <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. You're not much better. <laughs> an abolitionist. An abolitionist? There abolitionist. We there we go. He was a writer. He was an orator. See, we're just he was tipsy. An escaped He's slave. ignorant. We're tipsy. We're tipsy. We have an excuse. <laughs> Abolutionist. Abol- oh I am God. going to make a collection of everything you wonder and make a great poster someday. I can't wait. Okay. Okay. So, so it's your do you turn. Have your timer. Let me. Let me. Let me get it. Let me. Let me get it. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one. Sixty seconds of scorched earth. I'd like to take a break this week from Trump to talk a little bit about Betsy DeVos. DeVos, whatever it is. He's Trump, she's Trump's nominee for Secretary of Education. Few things about Betsy, in case you don't know. She is a billionaire. She has never attended or worked in a public school. For context, the most recent Secretary of Education under Obama, John King Jr., received his bachelor's degree from Harvard, taught social studies, and received his master's from Columbia. He was among the founders of Roxbury Preparatory Charter School, where he served as co-director for five years and developed its curriculum and rules, such as no talking in the hallways between classes. Under his leadership, the students attained the highest state exam scores of any urban middle school in Massachusetts. Betsy and her husband were producers of a Broadway stage place called Scandalous, which featured lyrics written by Kathy Lee Gifford. The show ran for three weeks. Devos also recently responded to a question about whether or not guns should be in schools by referencing the possibility that a grizzly bear could appear at a school building in Wyoming. Am I really already done? Yeah. Well, this is important, so okay. we're getting like 30 more seconds. Two very brave Republican senators from Maine and Alaska have stood against their side and stated that they will not confirm this nomination. Rex Yosemite Sam Tillerson is already in, people. If you are in a Republican state, especially Arizona, Kansas, Ohio, Nevada, Nebraska, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, you could be the grain of sand. The phone number is 202-224-3121. That will work for any of your states. It's the Capitol switchboard. Ask for your senator. Tell the assistant that you're a resident within that senator's district and you want them to vote no on Betsy DeVos. Lisa Murkowski from Alaska, one of the, the Republicans that's standing against her, said that the calls and emails are what swayed her. This can work. Please call if you are from one of these states. Get this bitch out, out our faces. Out, out, That was great. I think that maybe we should just make it more of a like, like loose quote, like in air quotes, 60 seconds of scorched earth. Well, it's just good. that we'll get through it yes, quickly. Yes. We'll keep it yes. contained. But and the parameters to... are good because I tried to keep that light, nice and tight, but it, it's Well, hard. girl, it was great. All right, great. You too. Thanks. When I'm rambly, it's great to have a timer. But when I'm like, when I actually wrote it down and you always do, so you're always great. So. So back to the troll patrol. Troll patrol. Oh, shut up. Troll patrol. You ready if I just like continue just on, get on my it, soapbox? Get in there because I don't have one. So. Okay. Well, so Troll Patrol this week, as I mentioned, um, the trolls come in many forms. Sometimes they're talking about um, Ross Dress for Less or they're talking about something like a wedding venue that we were luckily able to dodge. <laughs> but um, this is a special kind of troll. This piece of shit, Milo Yannanopoulos, um, who lives and thrives off of being the like person that you stand up against. And right. he, he wants to be the opposition. And so you have to keep that in mind with everything he says. And so when I was putting all this together, I was like, 
I want to say this in a way where like he, if he were to ever hear this, like I don't, and I already called him a piece of shit. So let me, let me retract that. You're not a piece of shit, Milo. I want to talk about who you are as a person and really just get to the heart of what bothers me about you so that you can come and tell me what bothered you about what I said. So if you come back and say, I called you a piece of shit, it's retracted anyway. I'm going to call you a piece of shit, though. Okay. Is that okay? <laughs> You're going to say a lot of things after this. <laughs> so as uh, Lindsay mentioned, he is at UC Berkeley. Berkeley tonight. And part of his speech, which I read today, references something that he is putting out into the universe. That's called the Yannanopoulos Privilege Grant. And um, he, let me start by saying that this direct quote from the speech is, We've given it the brilliant name of the Yannanopoulos Privilege Grant. I put my name in it because progressives are too stupid to remember how to spell it and too lazy to Google, so it reduces the abuse we get in our inboxes by 90%. Now, the reason I mention this first is because uh, Milo recently won an anti-defamation cease and desist order against Glamour Magazine because the writer called him a white supremacist, a label he did not want to be identified as. And um, the reason I bring this up is because he um, finished a bright post about this uh, recently by saying, beat me with your arguments, darlings, not name calling. So I want to make clear that this is a person who during his speeches calls us stupid and lazy. But then on the other side of things, when someone does anything to him, says, let's not resort to name calling. And also, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to sue you. Exactly. And because that's the thing, like, I, I would love to engage in an argument with this man, but it's never an argument. If you participate in name calling, you're going to be called names. Stop playing victims. Stop calling us victims and making your lawyers do your dirty work for right. you. So let's just put that out there. Back to the gram. The website is already live and they're accepting applications for 10 students to ultimately get $2,500 towards their tuition. <gasps> He designed it because he wants to help white men, quote, pursue their post-secondary education on equal footing with their female, queer, and ethnic minority classmates. This is on the website. So in taking all of this in, part of me is like, why even engage in this? Clearly, this man is trolling for attention. Um, I would almost give him the credit of creating something like this to simply say that our privilege does not exist. This grant is simply to make sure that if you're not a minority, you can get grants too. Now, I'm not agreeing with this, but if he were to say that, that would right. be something that I'd be like, you're a piece of shit, but like, that's your argument at least. Um, because I know that there are plenty of grants out there that white men can get, but they require merit, which is something that none of his fans would ever be able no. to get. So let's go back to this is what he said, though. This, I'm, I'm even giving him the benefit of the doubt, but this is what he really believes. He uses the words equal footing. So that's to say that these grants give females, gays, and people of color an actual advantage in this situation rather than just leveling the playing field, right. which is what they do. To that point, let me share this. As a white man, I can recognize that I, not, I do not pretend to know what it's like for a woman or a person of color to need the boost of what a grant can do. Unlike Milo, however, even though I do not know what this feels like personally, I can sympathize. So I will let a woman who struggled with persecution in the classroom say it instead. Mm. That woman being Hillary Clinton. If you have not heard or read her Humans of New York post she did during her candidacy, she said this. I was taking a law school admissions test in a big classroom at Harvard. My friend and I were some of the only women in the room. I was feeling nervous. I was a senior in college. 
I wasn't sure how well I'd do. And while we were waiting for the exam to start, a group of men began to yell things like, you don't need to be here, and there's plenty else you can do. It turned into a real pile-on. One of them even said, if you take my spot, I'll get drafted and I'll go to Vietnam and I'll die. And they weren't kidding around. It was intense. It got very personal. But I couldn't respond. I couldn't afford to get distracted because I didn't want to mess up the test. So I just kept looking down, hoping that the proctor would walk in the room. It goes on to sort of talk about how that speaks to her and why she can't always be the bubbly Mm -hmm. Obama that we need. She's had to control her emotions her entire life. But just speaking, I want to talk about that because that instance of being a woman in a classroom at a time when I didn't even know men were telling her, you being here is going to get me sent to Vietnam, is potent evidence that women have been treated horribly in multiple situations. Like this, I'm just like summarizing it like that for Milo, mm-hmm. if he's listening, ever. This is a woman who ran a successful campaign and won the popular vote to become the president of this beautiful country, and even she was intimidated to be in her classroom full of angry men. This is not and has never been an equal playing field for anyone other than white men. Yes. This is a fact. Even if you think... There's been a case of a person of color getting an opportunity over a white man due to a single grant. You can't deny the 100,000 times an hour a white man is given an opportunity over a woman or a person of color in everyday fucking life. So back to Milo. And if you hear this, and you likely never will, not because our podcast is a limited but growing audience, but because (laughs) you don't hear people. You hear keywords that you can leap on and say you're being labeled and misrepresented to sneak out of anything close to a constructive debate, just like that glamour writer who was making excellent points and you couldn't refute. I won't give you any of those keywords today because I don't want you to find an easy way out of this. I will just say this. Try to think about the experiences of people unlike you. And before you knee-jerk piss yourself, imagining all the free shit they apparently get over you and your suffering white breath in, think a little bit longer. Minorities are not seeking an advantage over you. And thanks to this fucked up presidency, they couldn't get one if they tried. No grant is going to change that. They're just trying to get a rung on the ladder for their hand that's somewhere near your foot. Your grant is garbage, and it's actually pretty pathetic that you think these fans of of yours need it in the first place. And lastly, if there is any justice on Earth, you will be back for another round on this planet. One could call it a do-over. But mark my words... You're coming back as a black woman to finally learn what privilege looks like from the other side. Ooh. That was so good. That's for Milo. Should she ever want to hear it? If anybody... No, and actually, no. Should he ever want to hear it? Yeah. He does not. He does not get a she. No, he does not. He gets his his white male pronoun and... Yeah. Wear it all day. Wear it all day. Um, I saw a tweet when I was looking at the um, the SoCal Berkeley um, protest with him being there, and a lot of the right wing crazy. I'm gonna call him crazy. I've been very nice. You to get right- to, like that's the thing. I'm, I'm always the one it. that's careful. Don't fucking be careful. Fuck like it. only one of us has to be careful. So. <laughs> And they were saying, um, so there's a... Because he's gay. Milo's gay. Yes, that's the other appalling thing. If you don't know anything about Milo, I would hate to say, like, <laughs> learn because it's not worth it. But, but yeah. he's, he's, he's a he's gay, gay man. He's a gay man. 
Um, and somebody had tweeted something to the effect of there's a gay man being um, protested against at a liberal arts college. Uh, Hitler would be so proud. And I'm just like, ah. Uh. <laughs> it's like we can't even like no. have our like associations of Hitler be appropriated the right way anymore. They're being used against us too. Like, Oh, of course. I was trying to think of a joke that said something about like how Trump is not nearly as charismatic as, as Hitler, but it's true. He's not. He's not. He's not. Nor smart. He's a terrible orator. <laughs> terrible. Um, that was beautiful, though. Oh, thank you. Thank you for writing that and speaking it, and I hope people listen. And I hope if anybody strangely has a connection with Milo, try to get this in his inbox. Yeah. Why Just not? Just try. Why not? Just float yeah, it over so, there. Yeah. I think you're a white supremacist. He'll find what hey, there's. There's something in there. Of course, he'll I, th- pick it I think apart I missed brethren. To... He'll probably be like, "Oh, he said brethren. <laughs> 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 what a what a fool!" He will base everything on being a victim. He when when I see him speak, I'm like, Are you, "This has to be some long term ploy to be like, you guys, you fell for it. You I fell the same for who thing I about am." Trump. <laughs> you know, it's true. So here so, we are. So anyway. Uh, Reality uh, check. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> please, please, please. I have never in my life yelled at a girl like this. Cross on the reality check. Oh, you guys are going to talk about the Bachelor. Oh my God. Okay, so Paul did not watch <laughs> until two weeks ago, and now he is all up in the business. Oh, we watched it almost live this week. Same. Yeah. It's great when you're like 15 minutes ahead or behind so you can skip the commercials. Skip the commercials. And speaking of the commercials, what was that horrid Beauty and the Beast tie-in? Poor Josh Gad and oh my God. whoever Gaston is. It's, it's something Evans. But yeah, they both really look miserable sad. to be there because they should be. It's ridiculous that. Yeah, but it is like kind of hilarious to me that Disney's slumming to the Bachelor audience. They're Listen, like, Disney, people are going to come in droves to see that movie. You do not need Josh Gad and Gaston. To be there and be like, yeah, maybe it's going to be, I don't know, the rose. I don't know. Yeah, they wanted nothing to do with that. Because it's, I mean, you know Emma uh, Watson was like, ah, yeah, busy that night. Not happening. Not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's The Bachelor that stands <laughs> for everything I hate. P.S. Me while she goes home and watches it. Let's get real. Oh, for sure. With all her little girlfriends. Um, real quick anecdote before we really get into it. Um, I have been searching for someone at work to talk to me about The Bachelor every day. Anytime a new person comes, I'm like, do you watch The Bachelor? <laughs> <laughs> who's and the weird girl that only talks about The Bachelor? That's nobody, what everyone in the office Everyone is just like, who's Lindsay? Bachelor girl. Oh, yeah, that one. So I was sitting on set, because I work on TV, guys. Um, I was sitting there, and one of the actresses who, this was her first day working. She's a regular on the show, but she was sitting there, and... Um, we were throwing around like, oh, she hadn't seen Breaking Bad and like The Wire and a couple other really good shows. And we're like, yeah, you have to watch them. And then she's like, guys, I will, I will. And then she just kind of like shrunk up and she goes, does anybody watch The Bachelor? And everyone looked at oh me God. and we locked eyes and I was like. It was like the Spielberg Zoom. You both just were like, <laughs> let's do this. So we talked about it and now we're going to talk about it. Well, I hope you didn't blow all your fucking. No, not at all. Bachelor got, spooge on her. I mean, I a I, <laughs> little bit of pre-spooge, but I'm going to save the mother for you. I feel like we should go, like, if we're going to talk about The Bachelor, let's go, like, 
point, point. Let's just because I just want to play tennis on this. Okay. <laughs> you start. My biggest takeaway this episode, aside from the Corinne stuff, which is just like, of course, we're going to get into that. But so they go to New Orleans. By far one of, I've only been there once, but by far one of my favorite cities in the States. Best city ever. It's amazing. And I was there when it rained the entire time and we had the best time. Um, so when they were going there, I was like, well, these girls are stuck on this shitty show, but at least they get to go to New Orleans. Except, are they locked in a hotel room the entire time looking like out the window? Clawing at the glass. Let me out. Like, and like the, the, the worst hotel. Not bad hotel, but like, and that room was big, but it like felt so 80s. Like yeah. Whenever, no and, offense, Sheridan. And you, know that, <laughs> and you know that like some producer was like, they're right there right now. Go look out the window. Because like, they're all just like clamoring yeah. like lobsters ready to get like, plucked. We're just ready for them to come home. I'm like, you guys have been sitting <laughs> drinking wine all day long waiting for this boring ass dude to and come home. And they probably with can't his... leave, to no. be fair. They're probably on like lockdown. If they were, they would have to be chaperoned because they have to be back at a certain time. Right. They can't be out partying in the streets. And you know Shark Girl would make that party Oh, she would raucous. love New Orleans. She'd find her own bachelor. She'd be for like, sure. I'm good. She's only there to be hilarious. She is awesome. hilarious. Um, all right, well, let's also, let's go back for a second if we can rewind to the fight from the week prior that right. got cut off, it was, you know, there is something about Corinne versus Taylor. That's actually by the end of the episode, a little long in the tooth, in my opinion, Absolutely. I'm like, this is ridiculous. We know what they both are. They're both crazy. They're both unlikable. Neither of them's probably going to win this. You're just playing us for drama. Mm-hmm. It's great drama, but it's going on a little long. It worked. But my biggest takeaway about Taylor is why is she always diagonal? Have you noticed that whenever she's talking or looking, her whole face is tilted and even her eyes and her mouth like tilt with the, her That's head. So true. it's just like one circling, like almost like a Escher print of some sort that like doesn't seem to end, but it's just Judgy Diagonal. Yeah. That's her new name for me. Judgy Diagonal. That's a good drag name. Judgy, Judgy Diagonal. Di- Judgy Diagonal. Diagonal. It's I like a that. tongue twister, but it kind of yeah. works. Speaking of drag, I just want to step aside for one second. We'll come back. I went to a drag show at Toucans in Palm Springs this weekend mm-hmm. on Sunday night, and there were, was a RuPaul's Drag Race upcoming season uh, contestant performing. <gasps> she was very good. She had a. She's definitely femme. Um, I heard it's a fishy season. She's very fishy. Um, she has an odd profile. No shade, but shade. Um, also, you should not know that she's on the season. They have not announced the Well, they didn't yet. outright say it. They said she's been traveling up and down the coast in uh, support of an upcoming television show. And I'm like, I'm sure what she's on like CSI. <laughs> um, I hope Her she's name on is CSI. Trinity. Oh, yeah. You know Trinity? I've heard Donnie um, mention her as a potential queen. Well, keep your eyes out for her. I think... I think she'll be, she does not seem like a winner to me, but she was very entertaining. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Delta Work, however. I love Delta Work. The next time she is in Los Angeles, we are are going. going. She did a six minute performance that I think was personally like she cut it and it was clips from the wife swap with Margaret. Do you know if you remember her? Mm. She was the God Warrior. Oh, yes. So it's that spliced together with Carrie, like the mother from Carrie Uh and um, Like a Prayer and um, share I'm a warrior. I'm shooting out the walls of heartache. I am a warrior. warrior. And it just cuts from one to another, and she's in like this totally like classic um, 
um, like Mormon esque like thing with her right. hair tied back, and she just struts around the crowd, and she'll come over to you and like read a line from this like multi, like jumping from thing to thing, and look you in the eyes and deliver a line. It gave me chills. It was unbelievable. So we have to find out okay. that she's in LA, yes, and hopefully will. she'll do it again. Back to the Bachelor. Back to the Bachelor. Um, so yes, the Taylor. The interesting thing I I took away from the argument too was Taylor was going in, and I do think she's at least more eloquent than Corinne is. I don't think Corinne's an idiot. No. I think that she's never had to really try hard with her brain. (laughs) (laughs) But I think she's a master manipulator. Yes. And we learned that from this argument because, like, she played the victim of, you think I'm stupid? I'm not stupid. I run a multi-million dollar company. And then she was just like, but you know what they say about you, Taylor? (laughs) And then just like her head spun around (laughs) and she was just like, yeah, bitch, I'm going to make you feel so insecure that you're not even going to be able to talk for the next day. And And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go talk to Nick. Yep. And by the end, that's the key that got her the final rose, which we won't jump ahead, but spoiler alert. Um, How about, okay, let's get to New Orleans now. So we talked about being locked in the hotel room. Yeah. And Nick arriving in New Orleans. And walking down those city streets, and they have that shot of him watching the little kid break yes. dance. He's like, and just turns and walks away so quickly that he cannot give that kid. Nope. He's like, did I we just, get it? Cool. I'm, like, I'm out. These poor producers, the producer that must be like the person appointed to Nick, God bless you. Whoever you are, if you're out there and you need a hug, you did God's work because that child cannot keep focused on anything much less like the woman sitting across from him at any particular point, but that poor, talented little breakdancer didn't stand a chance. Nope. He couldn't stay there. I wanted to find a clip of it because it was amazing. He just, <laughs> he, was, just <laughs> he was just like, three, two, one, one. bye. Yeah. He's dead behind the eyes. And the only Straight thing. Straight up dead behind the eyes. This is the only thing I would say in hindsight if I was his producer is I would have, um, if the little kid was breakdancing there, I would have put two roller skates next to him too. And then Nick would have And then he would have just it. been like, and that's what, maybe that's a trick to doing, like handling Nick. Just dangle just put some a roller, roller skates. skates anywhere near him at and any particular like, time. I keep watching. I'll do roller, roller skates. And then in the end, it just comes down to a woman in a pair of roller skates. <laughs> he's just like, will you marry me? <laughs> he just roller skates just off to the slips. sunset. <laughs> Oh, you guys. Uh, um, so then they go, wait. Yes, me. It's my <laughs> turn. <laughs> um, they go to the, well, okay, he and Rachel went on a date. Rachel is so endearing. And but she's a little much. She's a little much. I, I know you don't like the word. She felt extra to me on No, she day. was extra. A kiss? Okay, I Ooh. cannot, I'm sorry. It, the the show crossed the threshold where there is too much lip smacking. And every time it happens, I'm just like, oh, gr- oh, oh God, I can't. It's so much. And he, oopsie. Oh, that wasn't me. Okay. That was me this time. Um, yeah, the lip, the lip contact is intense this it's, season. They're just like, they're making out the whole time. And I don't. And he keeps his eyes closed through all of it. Yes. Because he's thinking of roller skates the whole time. I mean, it's either roller skates or it's a man. Yeah, I, I'm. It's I'm feeling really, the gay vibes I'm doing, more I'm every doing week. Sixty percent roller skates, forty percent man. So there's right no now. chance for the woman in this. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, um. So yeah, the date was uh, it, when he was dancing with her. He seemed kind of more human than usual. Yeah, that's true. 
Um, Dancing brings him to life. It feels like roller skating. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's a little side thing that I'm kind of over. And I will say it, it hasn't come up a lot, but it happened on Top Chef this season as well. And Top Chef handled it better, but still not great. Let's stop romanticizing plantations. Thank you. Let's stop. Thank you. Because like these are horror graveyards. Yes. Do you know why that plantation is haunted? (laughs) Yes. Because hundreds of slaves were horribly treated and killed there. It's not a portrait of a little white girl whose eyes move. It's a fucking like slew of slaves that were murdered there. And do you wonder why Jasmine was not into it? Why she kept saying like, no, I don't think this is real. Because... She's the one black person there, and they're like, oh, this this house seems so romantic. It is a plantation house. Yeah. They had lots of slaves. They're beautiful houses. Sure. But there's plenty of other beautiful places, too, in New Orleans. Like, let's Absolutely. get to a hotel downtown. Yes. Where maybe a thousand slaves didn't die. Please? Yeah. Um, I think that's enough to say about that day. That's enough to say about that, yeah. Because it's just like, yeah, it's icky. And... BT dubs, my husband and I stayed in Plantation House once. And there's not, I mean. No, but we walked away with it like afterwards because we did run. We were like, we're going to go stay in a Plantation House. It's going to be historical. It's going to yeah. be great. And afterwards, we we're like, that was really sad. Yeah. We should not have done that. And that's a lesson to learn in that, like, I mean, but that's not for the best. Like, that's not the lesson learned. No. The they didn't walk out like with all, they actually, to Top Chef's credit, as I say, though, they didn't do it. They did it pretty well. Where like they went in there and they recognized like this is a place where, especially one of the chefs that was in the quick fire that week or the elimination was black and was like, it feels kind of weird to be here right now. And so at least owning it, as we've talked about in the past, right. where this country does not own no, slavery or what we did, like good that we at least talk about what happened here. I don't think they should be burned to the ground. I don't think that like we should eliminate them. But I think when when you visit them or you reference them, you talk about what happened there. We should transfer all the deeds to a black family. That and is actually a fantastic idea. Seriously. Yeah. Um, okay, so we got past the plantation house and we are on the two in one. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, before we get there, I think when he was on the date with um, Rachel, with Rachel, he brought up how hard it was for him to meet two sets of parents. Do you remember this? <gasps> that was so icky. Dude, you're the bachelor now. Like, this is what also, like, I know, I think you're going to get to this too, and I don't want to like b- blow our load <laughs> early too, but like, you're not likable. No. At all. Like, and I don't watch a lot of these, like, I haven't watched these seasons in the past, but like, most of these guys that win or go on to do this show, like, they, they're charming. Like, or charismatic. You, you sound so fucking bitchy. Yeah. Like, you're the bachelor now. Yeah, you got screwed over twice. I get it. And but that also, sucks. You did but not get look screwed what you got over. Out of it. You were on a reality show. You were on a reality show. And, and you two dated girls, girls picked you. Yeah, you dated. P- didn't pick you. You dated girls for like a month each. And then they decided they didn't want to marry you. Right. You got broken up with after a month relationship twice. Right. You just happened to decide to do it on TV. And now you get to pick whichever one you want. So I hope, tough shit. I hope. No. That was my elbow. God. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he he is so just like I'm I'm so sad because I've been broken up and you guys know, right? <laughs> Make out with me and, and also, then wait, let's go roller skate. Before we get to the 2 on 1, the group date, which Nick and I started to fast forward through and I was like, "No, no, no, no. No, back up, back up." Because they were just like chasing those poor girls around the house with a yes. doll, and I loved the moment where I don't know if you saw, but the ghost 
a house like owner, whoever he was. Yeah, that really weird fucking When he dude. was lurking around in the shadows and go outside and he goes, I can't believe they touched the ghost or touched the, the doll. Did you see that? Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, who do you think we are? Who the fuck they do think, you think, think we, we are? are? <laughs> like that really you had a camera on the guy outside. It's like, oh and, my. And he, he knew, and he knew that like. But that's just what the show is. Yes. It's entertaining our every whim. And it is never so apparent than during the Taylor Corinne. <laughs> yes. No, yeah, Taylor Corinne two-on-one date. They took them to a voodoo ceremony and had a tarot card reader read their fortunes. And first of all, they spent like 10 minutes on Taylor's. I know. Pretty much setting up Corinne as an evil person. And then... One card on Corinne, <laughs> and then she asks for a straight-up voodoo doll. Yes. <laughs> Do you have any voodoo dolls? Can you show me how to make a voodoo doll? And then they have a shot of her, like, pressing a, a pin into it. And how about even when they walked in together, and there was just that, like, seventh-grade skeleton spine on the <laughs> ground that looked like it fell off of, like... Yes. I was like, that is not... Like, that's plastic. That's yeah, not that's even, not like, real. like... What are you doing? That's when I think that we're they are making it spooky. <laughs> but and then when they do that, I think that they're just laughing. Yes. I think they are genuinely like. They're just like, <laughs> listen, we're already taking them here. Oh no! You know what my favorite part was? When they get in the boat and they're just sitting, yes. there, and then the guy jumps in. <laughs> yes, scared the shit out of them. <laughs> up like that's <laughs> that's when i'm like the producers are on a 22 hour shift and they're like do it go jump jump if they jump. fall out of the boat that even guy was a lunatic he was so scary he should be the I, next bachelor he should please <laughs> please in trump's america he will be oh god <laughs> so they go on the two-on-one mm-hmm. it goes as expected corinne twists it to her her will yep Nick falls for it because he's a big old dummy that's only thinking of roller skates. And boobs. And boobs. Yeah. Maybe. He, he wants, okay, what he wants is a cross-dressing man. He wants a drag queen <laughs> who can roller skate. I can't skate. believe you said cross-dressing. I know. I'm sorry. That was so, my, I don't even know. I would say edit it out, but I know no, I'm not going to. It's perfect. Yes. Yeah. Um, he wants a drag queen that can roller skate. <laughs> And that's Corinne. That's Corinne. Yeah. That is Corinne. We Karen. haven't seen Corinne roller skate, but I guarantee you she can roller skate. Yes. So she gets her voodoo doll. They sail away. And then Dan- we're not done. No. And that's what was so, like, that's, again, every last five minutes of an episode, I'm like, no, no, What's no. happening? What's happening? What's happening? And I love that they find the only white voodoo priestess in New Orleans. Yes. <laughs> who brings her back into the circle. Everyone else <laughs> is black. Is black. It's just like, and she comes in, and I was like, I don't even think she does voodoo. I think she probably like owned a like incense shop in New Orleans. They were like, "Will you play a voodoo priestess?" And she's like, "Sure." Right. Is, it, is it SAG? <laughs> no. Okay, I'll do it uh, anyway. I'll do it anyway. <laughs> they my, bring her my out. My SAG card lapsed like yeah. twenty years ago. Anyway, <laughs> I've never been part of SAG. I just thought maybe I could get in. <laughs> um, they bring her out, and they're like, "You have a mission or something," and they send her. Back to like they pour they pour like Fiji water all over her arms. <laughs> they, they poured weed. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. And then she's like on a mission, walking up to Corinne and Nick's date. By the way, their date, like the the preamble before she breaks in, it's just like, I'm really happy you're here. I'm really happy I'm yeah. here. You seem to be here for the right reasons. I'm here for the right reasons. <laughs> like the most boring back and forth I've ever heard in my life. And I've been watching this show. And then Taylor breaks in. 
And bum, 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 to be continued. I need to talk to you. And she's like, oh, why is she here? Because the producer sent her. Yeah. Um, but then the tag happens. And the tag is unbelievable. Now that I know, it's so good. When you know to look for Sharp yes. Girl. <laughs> it's incredible. It's it's the best part of the show. It's the only time he seems truly alive. He seems so happy and engaged. Yes. Yeah. If she wins, I would not be surprised. No, I. Well, she should at least get a one-on-one at this point. I think she's going to be one of the last one-on-ones because I think they're going to have the time of their yeah. lives. I really didn't think she was going to last that long, but she's then amazing. they started. She's amazing. She's the and like he had them print out a Nicolas Cage mask. <laughs> like this, he's having a great time with her and. It worked. Like, it was charming. It It was was the most, like, you're right. Like, he comes to life. He does. It's Uh. the only time I like him is when he's in the tags with Shark Girl. Alexis is her real name, but I like to call her Shark Girl. But she gets very little airtime throughout the rest of the episodes. I want to know if anyone who has watched old seasons would like to weigh in on this. Was he engaging on the seasons that he didn't win? So, I wasn't there, so I can't. I'm going to be, like, it's going to be removed. Um, two person, two people removed, but Josh watched it with some friends of ours. I was sick that night, so I couldn't go, but, um, they have watched past seasons with Nick on it. And they said during the times that he's with shark girl is when he's most like his See, previous And that's self. what like, who really ultimately this show is ridiculous, but like this opportunity were someone genuine and mm-hmm. really wanted, like it is potentially possible that they could meet someone. Sure. He's not here to meet the way he no, acts. He's here to be the bachelor. And to just like like almost get revenge mm-hmm. because he got fucked over twice. Like yeah. that's what it feels like. He's, he's not really he's there to like make out and feel some titties. Yeah. And get some revenge. And something tells me, dude, like you've been fucked over twice. You could have just like gone to LA. You could go out one night in LA and be like, oh I'm the bachelor that has heartbroken twice. And, and 1,000 vaginas will fly into your face. Yes. Bad vaginas, but like vaginas. And maybe a good one. Maybe Shark Girl would have just like... No, Shark Girl's too good for him. That's true. Um, Is it time to flip out wigs? Uh, yeah. It's time. Well, actually, I have a quick, just a little tell. Can we just run through yes. a quick, just a little tell? Um, I know we're running a little long, but it's all about halftime shows. And Lady Gaga is going to be doing the halftime show this weekend, which is one of my flipped wigs. So... Let's just run through a few quick things that I learned about the halftime shows of past that I think might surprise you, Lindsay. I'm so surprised already. And also, I said I was going to have one glass of wine tonight. <laughs> 4.45, wake up time. That's going to be real fun. Anyway. Um, so I have five little fun facts. One of them is that in 2003, Shania Twain, No Doubt, and Sting... We're on the same stage. I remember that. That's a weird combination. Yes. Who decided that Shania Twain, no doubt. But actually, now that I say that, that's what that's indicative of what radio was in the mm-hmm. early 2000s. That's when, true. When those three idiots could be on the same station at the same time. You don't need to be called Shania an idiot. Oh, no. She's I just say that like, then so is no doubt. Sting can go fuck himself. Yeah. Who but the other, th- I mean, like, I just call them idiots, like, um, endearingly. Um, I'm giving you shit. Lindsay, <laughs> you're a piece of shit. Thank you. Um, Rolling Stones and U2 both did the show and only performed three songs. Hmm. Each. Well, U2 is super boring. Here we go. 
and I could give a shit about the Rolling Stones. So that explains that. Um, your favorite singer, Gloria Estefraud, has done the show twice. Oh my god. <laughs> we still have to get to the bottom of this. It's not be this week. She's done the show twice. Come in out of the dark. Um, Michael Jackson was the first person to do the show entirely on his own, and it's known as one of the most watched television events in history. It was amazing. And last but not least, in 1997, the show was led by the Blues Brothers, as performed by Dan Aykroyd, John Goodman, and James Belushi. So as much as any of you out there might be like not looking forward to Lady Gaga, and you might have your reasons, bear in mind that Dan Aykroyd has done the halftime show. And just shut the fuck up. Deal with it. Because Gaga's going to slay. I have, also, I'm going to predict that early. I think she's going to slay. I think she's going to be great. And if you think she's not going to be political, oh. <laughs> <laughs> have fun. Enjoy the show. <laughs> I have a fun little anecdote real quick. Okay. I was watching the halftime with my husband and our old neighbors when we lived in Santa Monica in the front house. Blake and Sarah, lovely people. Haven't seen them for years, but they were wonderful. Um... <laughs> And we were watching, it was when Beyonce did Who Run the World, mm-hmm. and it was very, it was not, it was the first time she did the halftime yes, show, yes. and it was very female-centric, and there was some man, men's rights activist, he, not fully, I don't know, but he was just like, isn't it weird how it's just like, so like, women are great, like, how do, how do you think they would feel if there was like a bunch of dudes that came out and like, you know, like said that, like, guys were great the whole time. And, and I, what? Like, played that game you just watched? You mean... Football? You mean football? Yeah. <laughs> you mean that? You mean that? What we just watched two quarters of? That? I... This was the this was my first feminist, feminist stance, like, in public. And I was just like, you mean... You said it? Football? Yeah. And I got flushed all over my body, and everybody in the room laughed, and that dude was shamed... Oh, we did it together. Yeah. That was actually good. Well, I just covered my terrible tongue pop with your good one. There it is. That was great. Okay, so let's flip let's our flip wigs. Let's flip our wigs. It's time to flip your wig. And I'll just start because we're on halftime shows. I want to flip my wig about Lady Gaga's halftime show. I am very excited for it. Um... I feel like, you know, you kind of have to fall one of two ways with Gaga, and I choose not to. I choose to accept her for oh, her flaws and her amazingness, and I um, I know that there's going to be missteps, and there's going to be soaring moments, and I embrace it all, and I'm like, so excited for it, whether she be hanging from the ceiling or not. The one thing I do pray is that there's a rumor that Tony Bennett, they might drag his ass on no. stage. Girl, no. leave Tony Bennett at the home. Do it yourself. No shade, you Tony. Sorry, no, but like, we no, don't need we that. don't need Tony Bennett dancing cheek to cheek. Please. Let's just do the hits. She's Please. apparently doing five songs. We know that. And one of them is definitely Bad Romance because they're of shown rehearsals. Um, my hope is maybe a song from every album, which will be difficult, but. I. Did not like what was it? Art pop. Yes, I would. I would be okay with applause. I could do applause. I could do applause. So we'll All see. Right. We'll we'll, we'll see. see. We'll talk about it next week. Um, this is going to be so random and un- unexpected. But uh, my husband and I were looking for a show to watch, and we we have Showtime now. <laughs> T- 
TMI. Does not matter. Long story, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's for next week. So we with my dog walker and Gloria Swan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the dog walker. I forgot. We have to. Pro- we'll get We're to gonna that. have we'll get to that, that all next week. I also have a thing about Listen, Leanne Rhymes. It's like <laughs> voted president. A lot of things have happened. We're gonna have to do a leftovers episode one week. Yes. Which will be all the content that we've talked about doing, but we have not <laughs> Never done. Never done it. I'm gonna talk the shit about Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> So, um, Andrew Dice Clay had a sitcom oh, yeah. called Dice uh-huh. that was on Showtime. Watched the pilot. It was so good. Really? It was so good. That is interesting. I loved it. He's I'm, so gross to me. Like, he I can't is gross. look at him. He's gross, but he calls it all out. Like, he lives oh, it okay. and he makes fun of himself. Huh. And he is so aware that he is like Andrew Dice Clay and people think the things that they think about him. <laughs> And he, I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was a really, really, really great pilot. I haven't watched the rest of the series. I don't know how it goes. Yeah. But if you are in the mood for just like a really great television pilot, watch that. That's it's good. really good. Okay. Yeah. I'll check it out. I don't have showtime. You'll find it somewhere. I'll bit tour in it. I don't know how to do that. End of days. Do whatever you need to. Um, you guys, Beyonce's pregnant with twins. With twins. She was like. <laughs> I saw it today and it genuinely hit me and I was like, oh my God, we're going to be okay. I felt the same way. I was like, we can't live in a world where Beyonce doesn't give birth and we don't see where these children go and what they go on to do. So True. if there are, we've already seen what Blue Ivy has been able to accomplish. She's five. So. We have now two more. Somebody did tweet something very funny that was like, it's kind of depressing that there's more black people in Be- inside of Beyonce right now than there are in our presidential cabinet, mm. <laughs> which was pretty brilliant and Truth and comedy. Um, but let's get real because I am of the mind that you do not stand completely. You have to be critical of your icons as well. That Instagram picture is What is she awful. wearing? It is all things awful. I don't like. I tr- I googled like. Does this is this something cultural? I did. I was like, there has to be something that I'm not getting. But also, that's part of the problem with Beyonce is that like sometimes some she'll do something like that, and you'll be like, they can't be wrong. No, Beyonce can make mistakes to everybody, and it, it was, was a mistake. Green veil. It was awful. It was mismatched. It looked like she did it at panties. the Sears photo gallery. When Donnie sent that to me, I was I looked at the picture and I got excited because I read the caption. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then I was like, but... You like go down to the caption and you're like, oh, and then you go back up and you're like, hmm. It looks like, oh. like a meme like, from mm. Black People Twitter. <laughs> which is a subreddit. It's really funny. Thank you for clarifying that. I had not heard of that. So it's I was like... really... It's amazing. Um... I did not understand. She makes so many great choices. And people will still say that I'm wrong. But of it course. Is, it I, is. You guys, you're wrong on this one. I, it's awful. Everyone. And the underwear like line. It's it's like a it's like um a she's wearing still her her bikini shorts with a bra. And a veil. And a brown bra. Like, a, a, like it's... Mm-mm. And I also want to know what this means for you poor people that bought your Coachella tickets because she's not going to be able to dance. She's going to be so pregnant she's, with twins. She might be doing... She might have to cancel. Well, well no, I'm apparently not the Coachella um, organizers have come out or at least rumored have come out and said they did not know when she was booked. She may not I can't known. imagine she cancels. And I would say 
that it could be like an Adele-esque set, but sure. that's not what Coachella is. I can't imagine a headliner. If she was doing like the second stage maybe, but as a headliner of Coachella. Now watch her just be like, y'all said I couldn't dance and slay and like my friend, um, I saw two, my friend Jen today. in there. I know. I saw my friend Jen today though and she said that her doctor told her that whatever you did when you weren't pregnant, you do when you are pregnant. Mm-hmm. So if that stands for Beyonce, who run the world? Girls. There you go. So. All right. She going to do it. She's going to be fine. Um, I want to talk about this CNN special that's been on for a while, but I watched it, uh, one part of it, for the first time the other night. Um, so they did every decade. I don't know when they started, but I started on the 60s, mm-hmm. and I watched the first episode of that, and it gave me such a feeling of relief mm. because it put our current political craziness in perspective. Mm-hmm. So they talked about how TV changed the political, like everything. Like there were televised debates. There was the JFK versus Nixon debate that was televised for the first time. People were getting information in real time, which had never happened before. There was the civil rights movement. There are all these things happening that are parallel what we're going through Kind of like very closely, like they had JFK, which is similar to Obama, except thank God Obama didn't get assassinated. I don't know what happened outside. I think it was my husband. Um, Hopefully he did not get assassinated either. Oh, that would be nice. Um, (laughs) Just nice. Just nice. (laughs) That would be okay. Um, And then they had Nixon after him. Which must have been awful. And a lot of similarities to Trump. He was a thin-skinned narcissist that did not really care about the American people. And in hindsight, everybody knew that. So, And apparently I read this week that what um, Trump did with ousting everyone um, mm-hmm. is exactly what Nixon did a year before he was impeached. Exactly. So. The, the thing that got Nixon finally impeached was that he fired his attorney general because the attorney yes. general would not defend an unconstitutional law that he tried to put in place, which is exactly what happened this week with Trump. Um, I think he is going to be impeached and I know Trump Pence is worse or he's not great either. Um, I don't know if he's worse at this point, but I would say he's better than Bannon. Yes. Like Trump, maybe not, but Bannon definitely. Bannon is Pence will not get reelected in four years because nobody gives a fuck about him. But the nice thing about this, this series or this one part of this series, it made me feel I'm still going to be active. I'm still going to be like have my finger on the pulse of politics, but it puts it into more of a macro sense as opposed to a micro sense. Like it's so easy to panic. We're so in it right now. Yeah, exactly. Like everybody's like the nation has never been so divided. Guys, we had a civil war. The nation has been very divided just because we won the civil war. Doesn't mean that those people that were slave owners went away. Right. Just because we had the civil rights movement does not mean that racist went away. Right. Like, we, we have to see the bigger picture. Exactly. Yeah. And we have to be excited for our part and what's going to happen because yeah. we are going to be the change. And um, I know it's scary, but all we can do is not turn over and let it happen. We just high-fived. That was well said. Thank you. Um, along those lines, I'm ready for... This song I sound, might sound crazy, but on the cover of Us, Us Weekly this week... Melania Trump mm-hmm. living separate lives with Donald Trump. Yeah, She's apparently she, she not going to spend any time in the White House. And I first read it and I was like, 
but tradition. And then I was like, whoa, relax. Of yeah. all the traditions that are not being kept right now, like, you know, laws having to go through checks and balances, Melania not being in the White House is not one that you need to stress about, Paul. And then I backed up a little bit and I was like, look at Melania through a different lens. At the inauguration, she was so mad. When they like turned away, she was just like sad and mad. Mm-hmm. She might be like our best Trojan horse in this right now. Like Ooh. she's kind of like, I don't know. Like she's the best version of me in the White House right now. There's no other person I can look at and be like, who am I most like? That's it's Melania true. Trump. Gorgeous. Hilarious. <laughs> like doesn't know she's hilarious, but like totally is. Um, and like just kind of. Fabulous, like dresses well. She's just like been kept down by Donald Trump this whole time and contained. So I'm a big fan of the idea of a Melania Trump. Paul is complimenting resistance <laughs> that comes from the inside. Because can you just imagine her at like gay pride for a second? Like we've only okay, seen her okay. in like, just You're uh, right. okay, okay, exactly. Like we've yes, seen her yes. because Trump has controlled her to this point. But like, put that bitch on a float and like get her reality show. Okay. A cr- a crack that I'm going to put in this. Okay. You know she has signed a contract. But when the Trump downfall happens, that contract's going to be null and void. And she's going to be like, I was with I'm you coming all. Up. I want the world <laughs> to know. Got to let it show. I'm coming. So I'm going to say I am with you, Melania. If you hear this because it somehow leaked through um, Milo's thing and you like stumbled upon it, girl. Let's talk. I don't feel bad for you, and you can go. Fuck I didn't yourself. say feel bad for you. I okay. said I'm excited for the potential of you. If she is a Trojan horse, yeah, that's I all am I'm saying. On board. That's all I'm saying. I don't feel bad for her. One, no, no. she's she she's is, reaped everything that she's sowed she at this dug point. Her grave, but I think that's where your best resistance allies come from when they can oh, finally. For sure. She's the only one that's going to be able to look at this and be like, "I did something wrong." She has a heart in there somewhere. I think Rayance Priebus, whatever the fuck his name is, yeah. I think he's going to crack soon, too. That's interesting. Yeah. I think that he took this chief of staff job thinking that, like, I'm going to make Donald Trump the president that I want him to be. And then... Steve Bannon was like, move aside, Sonny. Yep. And that's and that's the thing. The All these narcissists are going to realize that, like, none of them are out to help each other. Yeah. And they're going to start killing each other slowly. Too many narcissists in the kitchen, as they say. They do say that. As they say. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, on the same note, there's a rogue White House account on Twitter. I don't know if oh, it's real. Oh, I saw real. this. Is the National Park thing? No. There's a there, National Park one, too. I know that. But this is even better. These are nameless, anonymous individuals that are inside of his peeps in the White House. And they're I don't know if it's real. I swear. I hope that it is. But it, they they it's POTUS rogue. I got to look at it. But it's so good. You can just watch them cover him being like a petulant child all day. <laughs> and it's wonderful. What's it um, called? Let me, let me find it real quick. Rogue POTUS staff. The unofficial resistance team inside the White House. We will block anyone who asks us to ID ourselves, including press, or who makes suggestions of violence. There's apparently one for the alt-EPA as well. That is real. I well, I mean, let's follow her too. So let me. 
You guys will be back in a second. We're just on Twitter. And yeah, so we're just going to look on Twitter. We you know see Berkeley long. is trending, and so is Milo, by the way. Milo at Cal. Wait, wait, wait. Don't worry. We will only violently attack Nazis. Oh, the, the, oh, so the Milo's event was canceled. Good, because it was too violent. Right. This is the one, not the and one. Now, I know one. it's only going to give him fuel for the exactly. fire. Exactly. So, no uh, Rogue Pota staff, Priebus says Spicer should be fired if he ever again says a five year old child suggests that national security threat. Bannon suggests a pay raise. So, what they're painting the Rogue Pota staff is that Priebus, Paul Ryan, and Pence. They call them the unholy trinity, and they're like in cahoots with each other, but they are not in cahoots with the rest of Trump's staff. Okay. So it's like, what's less scary? I don't think Paul Ryan is evil, evil. I think he's like sub-evil. And I think the same thing about Pubic or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> I know his name is Priebus. And gotcha. Mike Pence. Yeah. I've said it before. I'll say it again. He looks like somebody drew a face on a hot dog. And by the way, in our opening piece of fucking garbage, you're talking about Mike Pence and that. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. But that makes a lot it of sense. It was clipped from one of our unheard episodes. Mm. Maybe those will see the light. No, they never will they're because they're on your they computer. Because they were on my old computer. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, how did I cut them? You must have them I must somewhere. have some somewhere. We made a joke about... Um, I always go back to the. I can't believe I'm saying this right now. This is terrible. We made a joke about a very um, horrible tragedy that will go on spoken about right now. Yes. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I do. Okay, we're going to talk about it later. But it was. I don't awful. know why you just brought that up. I know I shouldn't have. It'll be for the buried treasure episode. Yeah. That's what we'll call it. Or I'll the, tell you guys the then, episode that Milo we made a terrible Yacht joke about Yacht Yacht a, a tragedy. Yeah. I have one more thing to flip my wig about Obama on vacation. Have you seen him? I saw I saw that a headline was that he wore his hat backwards. And you know what? It deserved to be a headline. It was so cute. He was so happy. I love him. But the best part about it was that the only video clip that they have of them is, is of uh, him and um, Michelle. Michelle walking on the beach. And um, Michelle does not wave to the camera. Good for Barack is you. like doing his thing, and Michelle just has her beach bag. She's so done with, with it. With a copy of like whatever the latest beach read is, and she's like, you can do what you need to do. I'm I am good. going to the beach, and I am pissed that they're even here right now, but it's because of you, so you wave, because <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> and she's she, good. You and are. she went right to that beach. Girl, you have done your time. You've done more than enough. I would for love us. for you to be president, but I understand why you won't be. Right. And with that, I think that's it for this week. It, yeah. You guys, we love you. We love you. Thank you for listening. Um, we will be back next week. We'll talk about Lady Gaga probably for at least 10 minutes. For sure. In The Bachelor. Um, in The Bachelor and all of the fun things. Um, but thanks for listening and, um, have a great day or night, whatever, wherever you are you doing, whatever you're doing, live your life. Yeah. And also if you have time, like rate us and review us. If you have time. Or go fuck yourself. Or, or that. Bye wig. Bye wig. Bye wig.